Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. This conversation that I'm about to have started a week and a half ago. I was talking about something completely different one night. Actually, it was a light-hearted conversation, I think, or something. I can't remember what the conversation was, but it won't come on. And I, I started to talk to her and she'd explained to me that um, she had had the stillbirth, the 22 weeks. And um, unfortunately, she had a very difficult pregnancy, etc., etc. And she then went on to tell me that she had spent ages trying to get a birth cert for the child. My mind was blown to say that I was upset for her. I, I just, I couldn't believe what she had said to me. So much so, not that I thought she was lying to me or I was doubting her for a minute because she was so sincere. I had to go and check it up. That you cannot get a birth cert for a child unless the child is over 500 grams in weight. And I found this the most alarming thing ever, that you would treat a woman and a man, of course, there was a father of the child, a family like this, then, you know, you wouldn't give them a birth certificate. So I thought we would follow up on it, and we spoke about it during the week briefly, but I do want to speak to some individuals who would be very familiar, of course, with this kind of situation, and people that I'm familiar with as well, because I remember, I think I did, uh, I was just, well, I was involved in a charity event going back about two or three, probably more, actually, now, it's probably four years ago now, um, uh, to raise money, um, and it's Felicon, and Felicon are the Stillbirth and National Death Association of Ireland, and they were formed in 2009 and subsequently registered as a charity in 2010. And what they essentially do is provide support services, um, gifts, remembrance boxes, and uh, memory boxes uh, for uh, clay imprints of children's hands and feet uh, for basically parents who have a stillbirth. And I have some of the members on the line who are joining me now, and I want to speak to uh, Mary Cregan, who's the chairperson of Felicon, and also Caroline Smith and Nina Doyle, and they all join me on the line. Good afternoon to you, ladies. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? I was. Can I start first off with you, Mary? Mary, this started in my head about a week and a half ago when this woman explained to me and, and how upsetting it was when she explained to me that she couldn't get a birth cert for a child. And it kind of start, had me thinking then about stillbirths because, of course, everybody might know somebody who's had a stillbirth. It's an awkward conversation. There's a, we almost don't want to talk about it because we're afraid we might upset somebody. And is it something we should talk about more? Of course it is. And there's a lot of people listening now who will never have heard of Felicon. And it's the kind of thing before my daughter died that it, you know, I kind of knew there was this kind of thing happened. But you never think it will happen to you. So anybody who's out there thinking they're never going to be touched by this, we have families every year, over 800 families that are, uh, 500 of those, uh, uh, 500 to 600 will lose their babies neonatally. And um, they are, are, you know, between five and 600. That's an awful lot of families, but also the families that you're talking about whose babies will die between maybe 18 weeks and um, mm-hmm. uh, and the 24 weeks and they're not registered, you know? Yeah. So it's um, like even what you were saying there that you met my daughters that night that you were doing the fundraiser for us. That's right. That was, that was, that was, that was in the south. I'm trying to remember now. Was that the south side in a hotel somewhere? It was. Can... Yeah, I wasn't there. myself. I wasn't posh enough to go. Was it the Tara Towers I, Hotel? Was it? It was. Uh, very posh anyway. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but sadly, Ethan's baby died very unexpectedly just after birth this year. So we never thought that would happen. And my message. I'm sorry to really hear that. To people, yeah, yeah, to people listening is this hits randomly. And, you know, that if they just know where to go, the Salicon is there for them and we'll support them whatever way we can. Just, you know, keep it in their... In their uh, no, I know, I know. I'm know. i conscious of the fact, by the way, there's a lot of pregnant women listening today. Yeah. Statistically, there probably is. And I don't want yeah. to worry everybody because it is yeah. still quite rare. 
Uh, and uh, but it does happen, and we want to make sure that people know that it, it does happen. Yes. And there's support services out there, and how there's you and and how you deal with this because it's yes. still your baby boy or your baby girl. Uh, you know, no matter what your view on anything is, it's it's a baby boy or baby girl that you wanted and you wanted to bring into yes. this world. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, this can happen, and it must be devastating, absolutely it's devastating. Absolutely, yeah, and it's. Um, it's, there's very few people you can talk to about it, and you touched on that there in the introduction, uh, Niall, is that you, you have to be around people who can listen, because usually there'll be something that happened at the birth that you might be embarrassed about, or, you know, you don't want to share with people, because people's ability to listen to the facts of this, are, are, you know, they, they think, it, God, it can't be happening, this can't be happening in 2020. So that that's where Felicon comes in, that we, have, we hear nothing that will shock us, we hear nothing that will... Um, we won't have heard before in some different form and we can listen. Do you know, we're there for you. Um, the, if because you're familiar with it, with the feelings yeah. and the emotions that people yeah. go through because you're seeing it all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And as you know, sometimes couples, uh, there's a mother and a father, the father gets totally left out in some, in some situations. The mother, everyone is thinking, oh, that she's heartbroken and sure he's minding her, you know, but we forget then that the dad lost his child too. Of course, because so he wanted uh, that baby just as much as she oh, did, just of course. As much. And Absolutely. he's hugely involved. No, I mean, there's dads now that know parts of them. Women's bodies were there attending births that I never knew I had at all at my yeah, age, you yeah. know. So that they're um, they're very involved. Fathers are, and they're very um, they're very interested. And we have a Felicon Fathers group as well. And I suppose it's important for some mothers and fathers, even though it is a stillbirth. And I, by the way, is the word stillbirth still the right word to use? Yeah, or? So still, yeah stillbirth is a baby who's born uh, showing so nice showing no signs of life that's under 500 grams and under 20, or over 500 grams and over 24 weeks gestation. Now, and by the way, can I come back to that, the 500 yeah. grams? Who decided on that? Because if you have a baby, and this woman that was on with us the other night, she said that, no, the nurses in the hospital were wonderful and they helped yeah. her. So they got the baby baptised for and all sorts of things, right? But, but she couldn't get a birth certificate because her baby was only 450 grams or something like that, right? Yeah. So who decided the 500 grams is what constitutes as being That's a, a the human being? 1994 uh, Stillbirth Registration Act. And at the time, babies under 500 grams did not survive. So what they were kind of measuring it on was a baby who could have lived outside of the uterus, you know, outside of the womb, outside of the mother's um, uh, body. Could live independently, yes. Yeah. But now, you see, babies have lived from 22 weeks onwards and um, we're looking and we're trying to research that at the moment to see, can we at least drop the stillbirth, um, uh, you know. The criteria for for getting a birth certificate. Yeah, I mean, I don't even believe there should be a measurement there at all. I I think for any mother, when she gets pregnant, and of course, it's always a matter of opinion, and I don't want to get to the scientific aspect of it, but as soon as she gets pregnant and she gets her first scan, I I see women referring to that scan as their baby, not as anything else but their baby. So I I think this criteria that, you know, it must, the, 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 the baby or the fetus or whatever, must reach a criteria, I find it quite disgusting, actually. It's hard to, I suppose, the world has changed hugely, you know, and when the, this act was put together, it, it kind of met the, met the need at the time. And we, we, if you think about it, back in the 90s, women were lucky to get a stillbirth start, well, stillbirth start at all. I mean, before that, like, you know, yeah. they weren't even allowed to take their baby home. And it's really only in the last few years that people are allowed to honour their child, to wake their child as one sibling said to me, one bereaved sibling recently, when I took a cuddle cot to the house to help them lay out the baby, that she said, oh, it's like a proper person, you mm. know, that, um, that they're yeah. seen now as members of their families, that they will be forever. Like of course, these, yeah. These, are, these babies are never forgotten. They're, um, 
but they're not being honoured by society. And there is this view, which it's only a baby. How could you have known it, you know? I know, I know. Um, well, 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 let, well, let me just go if I can. To, uh, Nina, I'll come to you in a second. But Caroline Smith is also a volunteer with the organisation with Faye Con. Caroline, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, how are you? You can understand all this and the feelings and the emotions that go along with it. Um, what was your situation and what happened? Um, well, yeah, I can absolutely understand um, all these feelings. Um, my son Stephen was born at 20 weeks and two days um, gestation in October 2015. Um, he was he died as a result of a, an E. coli infection. Um, okay. But yeah, he was born, um, and when I went into hospital, I was in labour. Um, and during the labour, they told me, well, no, um, your baby is big enough to be buried or cremated, but you won't, he won't get a stillbirth certificate. And I was like, kind of in labour going, how is this even possible? Like, mm-hmm. And then when he was born, he was 420 grams. Okay. Um, and yeah, I've... It's something that has never sat well with me. Um, in because he's your because he was your son. Yeah, I gave yeah. birth to him. He was yeah. my son. He was perfectly formed. He's the image of his daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, really long. He must have been tiny, by the way, because I'm thinking I'm thinking of 420 grams is probably half a bag of sugar, which is yeah, probably the size of your hand, really, isn't it? Yeah, if you put him from head to toe, he would have just gone. His feet would have just gone below your wrist. Okay, all um, right, okay. But you could hold him. You know, he was very much identifiable as a baby, and as I said, he looked like his daddy. So, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, he was. You must be. You must have been devastated at the time because every baby is wanted. You know, so you must. You must have been absolutely devastated at the time when that happened. I mean, what was that? The moment when you knew um, that Stephen wasn't going to survive. That must have been a very difficult time for you, both you and your partner. Um, yeah, absolutely, because he was very much wanted. He has two older sisters, mm. and they were. We were all really excited. We didn't know we were having a boy, and it was only when, um, when I was brought into hospital, and they've brought me down for a scan to just to double check that yes, yeah, mm. that he had actually um, died in the womb, and. Uh, there was no physical abnormalities abnormalities that they could see, and it was then that we found out that he was a boy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was devastating. It was. I gave birth to him. He was a natural birth. Um, out of all my kids, he was the only one who was natural, and it was such an eerie experience because I was in the labour ward, but like I was in my in a room of my own, but I could hear babies. I could hear the babies crying. I could hear other babies being born, but in our in our room, it was just complete silence. And it was, you know, um, but in fairness, like, you know, hats off to the staff in the hospital. Like, every person who came into the room after he was born, they all walked in. They all put their hand on his blanket and, you know, they congratulated me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it still is they, a celebration of his birth. Sadly, yeah. it's not going to be a celebration of his life, but it's a celebration of his birth anyway. Yeah, exactly, and they acknowledged him, and to me, that that just basic acknowledgement meant so much. And um, like I said, in the whole grief journey, then I've never been able to accept the fact that Stephen can't be seen; he can't be traced on our family tree because he's not. Because there's no, there's no actual historical record of him as such. No, because he's I not have, registered. I have all the physical evidence of him. I have his ashes. We have a shelf and has all his little bits on it. Your photographs, I, I assume? Photographs, yeah. I have his scans. I have casting of his footprints. Um, all the physical evidence that we have of him. But yes, according to the state, 
he never existed. That um, must be very hurtful. It is, and I suppose, it, it, like I said, it's something that I've never been able to get my head around. So I suppose when it came up to um, Stephen's, coming up to a second anniversary, and I woke up one morning, and I'd had a dream the night before, and in this dream, I had written the letter to the then Taoiseach Leo Varadkar, and I could actually just sit down and write it out word for word. Mm-hmm. So I suppose from that then it was like, okay, I need to do something. Yeah. And I spoke to Martin about it and he said, okay, well, you know, make phone calls, whatever, and see what needs to be done. So when we were in the hospital, when I had Stephen, um, the, um, one of the briefing team gave us the memory box. I yeah. didn't want the memory box. I didn't want anything. But when we opened the memory box, we have all the little bits and there's two little teddies. The teddy bears are like, we keep one, and then Stephen had one, but I would swap them around every day. Yeah. So he has one with him now, and I have the other one. And I was like, I was holding this teddy, and I was like, okay, what will I do? So I rang the um, midwife in the hospital, and she said, look, it's going to be, it'd be a big ask. She said, I completely understand where you're coming from. She said, we see it so many times, but all we get is, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. So then I rang... I rang, I sent the first and then she put me in contact then with Mary and from that then it was like, okay, I said, right, well, I want to do something about this. So Fela Khan came, came on board and they're supporting us with this. So basically we've been lobbying the government since 2017. Mm-hmm. No, 2018 it was when I sent the actual, when I got around to actually emailing and, yeah, you know, I had the proposal and all that drafted up. So we sent on the email um, and it was to the, then Minister um, Regina Doherty, um, and basically we're looking for a certificate of recognition for all babies who are born outside of the criteria for stillbirth. Absolutely, so, and, I, and I can't see any I can't see any reason why anybody would want to object to that. When I listen to you, and I I know as a grieving because you are a grieving mother, and and yeah. you know, and there are many women around the country in a similar situation to you at different times during the pregnancy, obviously. Um, yeah. And they are all grieving mothers and grieving fathers, and they want their babies recognised. And I, I'm, I was absolutely shocked because this is something I just didn't know. Now I probably should have known because I was at the charity event going back about four years ago, but I, I wasn't aware of this fa- this fact and this part of it that yeah. they aren't recognised by the state. No, they're not, and I we didn't know that either. Like I went in completely oblivious. You know, thinking, all right, I'm going to have a baby, and then, you know, um, yeah, so, you know, we'll get a certificate for the baby. And then it was like, no, your baby's not big enough. Like, I remember somebody, one of my friends said to me, she said, if he was to wait three more cookies, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be having this conversation. The weight of three more cookies. So that's what yeah. it comes down to. That's what it comes You down would have to. got a birth certificate for him. I would have gotten a stillbirth certificate for him, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yes. I, want to, I want to go to as well to Nina. Stay there, please, Caroline and Mary. Nina yes. Doyle Hi. is also a volunteer. And Nina, again, um, you're in the same situation. How old is your baby? Um, it was actually twins that I had. Um, okay. My babies who were born on the 23rd of March 2018. I gave birth to, to Liam and Grace Doyle. Um, sadly, I had gone into premature labour. And Liam was born... Liam died just before he was born, and Grace lived for 31 minutes. Um, So because of the situation, although they were twins, I got a birth and death cert for Grace because she breeded, and Liam, we were given a stillbirth um, cert for Liam. That's Um, right, that's in the criteria as well. If they they take a breath, you actually get a 
birth you get a birth, you get a birth, birth certificate and death certificate. And death certificate. Absolutely. And that's why but if they don't breed, you don't get that. You, you get a silver certificate. You get a stillbirth. Yes. Okay. And I can remember um, I gave birth just at uh, 23 weeks. And the first question I asked the bereavement midwife was, will I get a stillbirth cert for Liam? And the first question she asked me was his weight. Thankfully, Liam was 640 grams. So he was just, he was two, two cookies over it, as Caroline was saying. <laughs> he was, yeah. he was. So we were given, a, um, we were told we would be given a stillbirth, stillbirth cert. And I suppose our journey to have Lehman Grace was very difficult. We had had... But because I for interruption, can I ask you a question? Yes. Does it bother you, and I'll ask Caroline the same thing in a minute, but does it bother you that you get a stillbirth certificate rather than just a birth certificate and that then your baby is defined as being a stillbirth, if you know what I mean? Does that bother you or is that okay? Does that, is that, is that all right with you? For me personally, um, a stillbirth certificate, I don't, I don't have an issue with, with, okay. with the term because no matter, what, no matter what kind of cert I got, I guess, Liam didn't breathe. Yeah. You know, and that, that sadly is a fact. Um, Grace did. The issue I have is um, we got we got the stillbirth cert, and as soon as we got the forms to register, Liam and Grace, myself and my husband Alan, went in registered our babies, and it was just the most perfect time for us because we felt like we were being recognised by the state mm-hmm. as Liam and Grace's parents, and they mattered. And you had a baby. You had babies. We yeah. had. We had them. Yeah. And, and you were the parents so of those proud, children. Yeah. So proud. Of Legally. Them. Um, but then it was it was a while later that that I found out that yes I got a stillbirth cert for Liam, but it's a private cert. It's not it's not publicly recognised, which means that only myself and Alan can go in and see Liam see Liam stillbirth. So cert. if I went into the registry where it's office tomorrow, it's not on the records. It's it? not on the records. Oh, okay. So right. for us, what that would mean is, you know, family trees down in the, the line, future. Yeah, it yeah. would look like we had Grace. Yeah. We didn't have Liam, okay, so which is just heartbreaking. That so is I heartbreaking. I, 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 and I don't know why it's been distinguished. I know you're saying the word stillbirth. There's nothing personally actually wrong with the word stillbirth. But still, I don't know why a baby would be defined as a stillbirth rather than a person. Uh, and and that, yeah, that, would, that would upset me yeah. in itself. But, I mean, I know you said Grace was, was with you for about a half an hour or so. That yeah. must have been a, a wonderful moment for you because maybe you weren't expecting that even. It was amazing. I mean, when when Liam was born, Liam was breached. He was the difficult birth. Yeah. I mean, when people, you know, when people think, I mean, I don't know what I thought prior to, to giving birth. I didn't realize I would have to go through labor. You know, we were told yeah. that they weren't going to survive. It was very unexpected. You know, I just got a pain. Two hours later, I was in hospital. We had a scan. We could see them. They were their heartbeats. But we were told that I was in active labor and that they wouldn't survive. Okay. Um, but I had to go through labor. When Liam was born, the silence that Caroline was talking about, it was just, it was deafening. Mm. Um, I can, vi- I can visualise that, when you're, uh, particularly if you're in a busy labour ward where absolutely. there's other rooms and you can hear other babies you crying. You babies crying, you yeah, can, yeah. you absolutely can, it is heartbreaking. But we placed, I, Liam was placed on my chest and then Grace was born just six minutes later and she, she made a noise, which was, it, it wasn't what you would hear normally, like a baby crying, but that noise to us was just, it was music because yeah. in, she, know, was alive, she was alive, essentially. Yeah. She was alive. So she lay beside her big brother. Um, and what Alan has always said from the beginning was Liam had the difficult birth. He was breech. And he, you know, he, he fought, but he gave his sister. You know, Grace had the energy then because she had the easier birth. Yeah, of course. He got 30 minutes with her. 
um, lying beside her brother. Um, and and did she did in that thirty minutes? And I hate to bring it back to you, you know, because I don't want no, to upset fine. you on the I air. But this every day, yeah, yeah. In that mm-hmm. thirty minutes, did she make any distinguishable sounds, or did she, was her eyes a little bit open, or did you did you get to look yeah, in her eyes? She or? just she lay there, but you knew that she was. You could see her breathing. You could see her chest rising. Okay, you could. You know, she was lying right beside him. It it was just a lovely time. Um, mm. the, the best description for me for it would be in those moments I felt complete. Yeah, we had a long journey to have them. They were lying there. I had my babies on my chest, and it was it was magical. It was okay, magical. and and there was no there was no level of sadness that that was going to obviously follow this because obviously there, there would be no. sadness that would follow it. But for that moment, that time, for that particular that moment, time, yeah, I was the proudest mammy. And for me, I was so proud that that she was breeding, and I was so proud of Liam for for the difficult birth. And for helping his sister, you're just yeah. so proud. Yeah, you're so proud. <laughs> yeah, people don't don't necessarily get that, but I, I, it was a lovely time for us. Can I ask you both, uh, let me go just back to Caroline, if I can, and Mary, I'll come back to you in a second, but Caroline, do you find it's difficult to have conversations, or maybe you don't find it difficult to have the conversation, because here you are on the radio, yourself and Nina and Mary talking about it, but I mean, is it difficult for other people to have conversations with you? Like, you've, got, you've been pregnant, and very visibly pregnant, and yeah. friends who know you, do they find it difficult to approach you and say, you know, how's everything, or, and then and I suppose it's a really awkward one, oh, did you have your baby, you know? I mean, are those conversations really difficult or awkward? Do you find people are awkward around you? Um, maybe at the start, um, they would have been, but I've always been quite vocal about Stephen. It's like, my motto is like, you know, I would fight for all my kids, whether they're here or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've never said, I never say that I have three kids. I always say that I have four. Mm-hmm. Um, and three of them are here, and Stephen's—he's always in my heart. Like, but no, I—I I did have the question. Well, it wasn't really. It wasn't many people, um, who asked. Like, you know, oh, when's the baby due? Like, you know, because I suppose I have a close network of friends who were kind of—they would have known. They were, yeah. They, yeah, and then they were kind of spreading the word, or whatever. So people, you know, they would just come up and hug me or whatever. So mm-hmm. it—it wasn't a big thing. I suppose afterwards, my thing was, um. When I had, like, I have a rainbow baby, um, she's now three, so I suppose when she came along, people were asking the questions like, are you better now? Yeah. Um, does she make a difference? And I'm like, she doesn't replace him. No. She no, it's not about, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different situation, it's a different, it's a different person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I could say to somebody, well, you've got many children, take one of them out of the equation in which your other kids replaces that one. You yeah, know, yeah. That, I suppose, and I, I suppose yeah, there is, and, and there are people out there who think, you know, Asher, look, you can always have another one. And I suppose that it, it, that's probably an older way of thinking. Maybe older people might say something like that. And, and they say it out of innocence, I suppose. They don't mean any harm yeah. by they say it. But that's what people think. They think it's almost like replacing a puppy or something like that. But sure, you can have another one. But that to you, you don't want another one. That was the one you had. That's your child. That was Stephen. And Stephen, yeah. Stephen can't be replaced by another baby. No, he can't. He can't. And he, he never will be. And, you know, I could, I could have, like, you know, hundreds of kids. And they'll always be a place where he's not there mm-hmm. he'll always be oh, there. and he'll have a birthday every year and he'll have a memory every year on his birthday and this you know I'm assuming every year you, you would celebrate his birthday just like every other child oh yeah absolutely the 20th of October we have we usually go to the zoo the zoo is our place that we like mm-hmm. and we'll go and um, we'll have cake and you know we'll blow our candles and we have Stephen his li- little Felicon bear we call him Stephen bear we bring him like you know, on all our holidays and all that, so he comes in all the photographs, and you know he's he's there. It's 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 not that it's a replacement, but it's like this is our symbol of him. You know, 
he's he's very much a part of our family. Um, so yeah. I've yeah I've always been quite vocal about him, and you know people kind of say that like you know you're you talk about him a lot, and I'm like I talk about all my kids, so yeah, you know yeah. that. And I suppose for anybody who's listening, like you know nobody wants to be in this group that we're in. It's not a group that anybody ever wants to be in. But once you're in, you're in, and the support is o- overwhelming. You're not alone. It's like we get it. We understand you. We, you know. It's like this, I suppose with Bailacon, it's like, you know, the groups that they have, that it's a safe place that you can come and talk about your baby, whatever feelings that you have, and we understand and we don't judge. Okay, well, do, do me a favour, all of you, if you can stay there, because I have to take a break, but I want to come back to you again, because I do want to talk about the fact uh, that Bailacon, I don't believe, gets funding from the state. Mario, you don't get funding from the state, do you? No, we don't. Our parents fund us. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to come back to that straight after the break as well because somebody has texted in as well to say one of the best things these people do is giving families a cuddle cot so they can spend an extra few days with our babies. It brings us so much much closure and the memory boxes they give are so heartfelt um, and will be cherished for the rest of our lives. These people are absolutely amazing. What I can't understand though is why they don't receive government funding and I can't understand it either actually to be honest with you because they make life so much easier for these parents or parents of stillbirths. The amount of texts by the way people in very similar situations as, as both Caroline and Nina but Felicon are there to help Mary Cregan is the chairperson of Felicon who joined us a little bit earlier on but Mary I know you know support doesn't come free so that's what's important and, and the more obviously you can raise and the more fundraising you can do and the more ways you can make money the more you can help parents because for, for people who don't know what you do exactly how what you do is obviously parents will contact you or, and do you have any way of is there a register whereby you can contact parents or is that a done thing? No, usually they get a memory box, so there'd be about 800 to 1,200 of our memory boxes go out every year, depending on whether the hospitals will give them to somebody who has had a uh, last a baby at 12 weeks or whatever, and, you know, and it depends on the hospital. So that, trying what does the box have? That has information? So the, yeah, the memory box is actually, look, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful box full of beautiful things, but it's only as good as the um, the professional who offers it to the bereaved mother or father and it has two teddies like the Stephen teddy that Caroline was talking about so one teddy stays with baby and one goes with mum and dad and we give extra teddies if there's others uh, you know if they want one each Um, we were doing that now actually the other uh, thing that's in it is a footprint kit so that would be um, that you take your baby's foot and handprints, and we can carve them from that afterwards if one of our volunteers doesn't come in to actually take the clay prints of your baby and we cast them Okay. Um, we have cut the there's a little jar of lip balm to help you to start parenting your child and care for him or her because this will preserve his little mouth, you know. Yeah. And um, and it's the touch because some if some mothers I was afraid of my daughter when she was born, you know. And when I said that on another show at some stage, because we got in afterwards to the helpline, where God, I was afraid too, but I was afraid to um, say it to anyone. Because yeah, I mean, a lot of people. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I know when I even go to like a funeral home. Yeah. I, 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 when you touch obviously a cold body, and I don't want to be morbid about it. I know. It's it's a very difficult thing for somebody to do. I suppose it's, if you know, it's outside our, our it's outside of our norm thinking. Now. It's not what we expected yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like I think, well, I'm her mother, and I, I, and I didn't. I was ashamed of it, and I didn't want to tell anyone. But when the nurse helped me, the midwife I had helped me to care for her. So that's what we said. Look, we put in the jar of um, lip balm. And that will help help the mothers yeah. and the dads. And what about what about the caring. baby's skin? Does the baby's skin get dry? Do you have to? It do they can, have to? yeah. And um, we would give the midwives would have our cream there, so we don't okay. scare their parents off. So that everything that they've ever asked for, we will find it. Okay. And if we don't have the money in the account, we will get it then from our um, 
you know, we will ask somebody to specifically fundraise for that or this or the other, you know, through yeah. the, the marathons. And you said about getting funding, we stopped applying in 2018 because our parents are giving us adequate funds. And you see, we're a small, tight charity. What yeah. we do is provide the memory boxes, provide the big sister, big brother bear, so that we include the siblings. With some of us are brief siblings as well. Yeah, because as you don't want to forget about their little brothers and sisters. Oh, and you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, of course. The ghost in the nursery, like unless you include them, you know that there's them. Um, but it could be quite. I imagine that could be, and I don't know, but I'm sure. I'm sure, like if you've got a brother who's four or five years of age, and you yeah. have a little stillbirth, a little girl. And he's been looking forward to his little sister coming yeah. along. That can be quite traumatic for them as well, can't it? hugely traumatic. And we help parents through that. We have a dedicated uh, to uh, one bereaved sibling play therapist and one bereaved mother play therapist who are there. And uh, we offer free play therapy. And uh, now there's a, it can be a bit of a wait for that because it's in, you know, that's, it's mm. kind of hard to, to meet the need. But we give them... Um, uh, there's a helpline there, you know, that the, the therapist will talk you through, look what's happening, you know, and usually parents are doing very well, you know, there's uh, booklets with information on the website, which is being redone as well at the moment. And so we're a tight charity, we're a small charity, and what we try to deliver is what, um, what yeah. we would have needed ourselves at the start, which is the memory box, the cuddle cot, so that can keep baby, you know, snug enough to, to be able to take home. We offer the handprints and the footprints. Um, if you haven't got them and you have the flat prints, then the paper prints out the memory box. We will carve them in bronze for you afterwards. Now, our volunteers do that, so they do take time. And, I, and, and I'll come, I'll, I'll, I want to talk yeah. to you about the cot as well in a few minutes, yeah. time because there is obviously a certain way that the baby has to be laid out in the home yeah. if that's what parents want to do. Yeah. Well, before before I go to that, and I want to also inform people how they can help you out if they can, uh, yeah. David is also on the line. Let's talk to a dad too. David, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, David? Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, you lost your son, Killian, at uh, yeah. 31 weeks. Uh, 31, yeah, 31 weeks. Okay, that was well um, into the pregnancy, wasn't it? I mean, that, yeah. that must have been... I, I'm not saying it's... Any, well, maybe it is worse if it, the further you get into a pregnancy because you obviously feel the level of security the further you get into a pregnancy, I imagine. Yeah, well, like we we had a bit of, uh, of an issue with um, my partner's water breaking early. And... Um, so when we were talking, when we were in the hospital, like they were saying stuff like, you know, get get to certain weeks. So like we get to 28 weeks, it, things are looking better. And 31 weeks, you kind of, it's, it's um, yeah. I suppose, less less risk. Yeah. And uh, so it was, a, it, was, it was a total shock to be... Um, and what the, was, what actually happened at 31 weeks? What were you told or what, what actually happened? Um, it's kind of not... It's kind of an unexplained or, or a total okay. accident, as they say. But it was it was a we think like an infection, okay, um, like a sepsis, so 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 to speak. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I I was uh, I was at home and my partner was in the hospital and I got a call six in the morning. It was it was my birthday. <laughs> oh, oh, and uh, oh. my uh, my dad had she called she couldn't tell me so she rang my dad to tell me. So we had to. I'm, we're living in Waterford. We had to drive down to Cork, where okay. she was. Right, and that must have been a, that drive must have been awful. But that that must have been a terrible night for you. So, yeah, like it, it was obviously like I like the it's totally on autopilot the whole way down. Yeah. And uh, we we uh, Reese had to give birth later. Yeah. Like then I arrived in the morning, and that night, um, she she I suppose gave birth to. Killian. Yeah. Um, so that was it was hard to take when you know what the outcome is. 
Yeah, well, well, yeah, you're pre-warned, I suppose. Yeah. Well, this is what the ladies described, I suppose, you know, the labour ward. Maybe it was different in that hospital if it wasn't as busy, but hearing other babies crying, but you know your baby's not going to cry. Yeah, exactly. Like, at that time, it was, there wasn't other, um, you wouldn't hear, heard the babies crying. Yeah. Um, And we were, in in fairness, we were put to a, a room where we wouldn't, we wouldn't have heard any of that stuff, which yeah. would have been hard to take. But, yeah, um, makes it even worse, yeah. Yeah, like, when I text into you there now, it was just, um, it was really just to give Felicon the, you know, like, a, the, their exposure because they deserve it. Um, did like you, did you reach out to Felicon yourself? You did, yeah? No, no, we, I had I was saying, I, I never heard of them. Um, yes. And it was, it was obviously done with the hospital, but they, they came in and they said, look, everything is your choice. Um, we, you know, we we've done for uh, other parents where they take pictures um, with you and your child, or yeah. handprints, or molds, and we we kind of signed up to everything. Yeah. Um, and we have a we have a lovely um, set of photos um, and all that stuff there to look at the whole time or look back on. Yeah. Um, and how was your how was your wife or partner through all that? Was she how did she handle or how did she deal with it afterward? The, the grieving process must be very difficult. Yeah, um, but in, in fairness, but I mean, how did you deal with it as well, David? I know the yeah, like, I, think I, I don't want to forget together. the fathers here, by the way. Yeah, like a lot of people would say, you know, that oh, you know, we, we were very strong, and some some relationships might fall by the wayside or whatever. But yeah, I think I think we stayed fairly strong together. Um, yeah, that was that was in two thousand and. 18 in September. I know, because the we, death we the death that. of a child, be it stillbirth, I imagine it's probably the same statistically, but be it stillbirth, but the death of a child can put a huge strain on a relationship. Yeah, yeah like it's, it's tough because you're, like we were, we were trying for quite a while as well, so when you've got all that in your mind, it's, um, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, you kind of, you might imagine sometimes you might be looking at each other saying that, you know, in terms of like trying your diet, you know, you're reading all this stuff, and yeah. is somebody trying harder than the other? Yeah. But um, like we've since then that uh, we've we have a four month old now. She was right. Congratulations. She, she was born on the third of March, so she's our our world at the moment. Well, look, congratulations to all of you, uh, Nina and Caroline and David. Congratulations on the birth of your children, because I don't know whether people say congratulations, and I I think they should, shouldn't they? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Caroline, they should yeah. say congratulations, shouldn't they? Because yeah. it is the birth of Absolutely. child, it is something to celebrate. Yeah, you've yeah. yeah. had a baby, and you know, yeah. that's it. This is yeah. a part of your family. So and, and, you know. well, and, and that part of your family, be it Liam or Grace or Stephen or Killian, they'll be there forever. I mean, that, that, in your, well, in your minds, obviously, they'll be there forever, and they'll be rich in your hearts forever. So they may not be physically there, but it was a birth of a child that needs to be celebrated. But I, I think what's important, uh, Davis, is that, you know, we talk also, we focus very much on the fact that. I can't understand why they can't give out uh, even the stillbirth certificate uh, to those who have babies under 500 grams. I think that, that has to be changed. Yeah, I would agree. Um, like we, I, that was another side of it we only done recently as well, which was the, like the, the birth uh, and death uh, certificate. And like the lady said earlier on about that it's invisible to everybody but ourselves. Mm. Um, I, don't, I, I would have thought the same. Like I don't see why... Anybody should be denied the fact that no, not at all. A living, a living being inside someone, you know. No, because it's a much wanted baby, and much, yeah. you know what I mean. So I, I don't understand why. I mean, we have this argument all the time 
uh, on the air in different debates as to you know, what constitutes the rights of a child. And I know the Supreme Court made decisions going back two years ago in relation to the rights of a child uh, in the womb. But I still believe that child has a right to be recognised. Yeah, exactly. I think so too. Yeah. Um, but I suppose you can always do it a bit of help, Mary, can't you? We could, and there's just two ways I'd like to answer that, Niall, if I can. And one is, if you want to help a bereaved parent, is acknowledge their baby and remember their baby, mention their name. We were saying in Thalicon that, um, you know, mentioning my baby's name might bring a tear to my eye, but it will also bring music to my heart. And especially older women and older dads, that they're so used to being silenced that they mightn't, you know, react to you at the start, but that they're the older mothers. That, that Most of my work now in Thalicon would be with the older mothers are suddenly facing the end of their life and want their child acknowledged, even to register the stillbirth um, or the neonatal death of their baby, that they wouldn't have had the chance. So mention it to them and give them a chance to articulate because they're so used to being silent. Yeah, um, I mean, because for a lot of people out there, we, we think, well, not for a lot of people, for some people, they believe a stillbirth is some sort of medical procedure and they, they don't yeah. see it as the birth of a child and they don't no. recognise it as the birth of a child. And now I, I know Helena has just tweeted and we've also tagged Michal Martin in it in relation to you know the the, the re- recognizing the births of these children, so I know Michal Martin. So we're going to try and sort out something on, in relation to that and push this a little bit further and, and help you to campaign as well, yeah, uh, because obviously the, these parents want their babies recognized. I know David seemed very important to David there to have the baby recognized, yeah. and and as well Nina mentioned that as well that it's all well and good getting a stillbirth certificate, but if it's not recognized by the state somewhat and only recognized, yeah. and it's only the parents kind of access to that, should not much use really, is it? No, well, like but your baby's been treated know, differently, yeah. I suppose, Mary. That's the point I'm making. It is, yeah. My like my daughter when my husband and myself are not spring chickens, and when we are gone, I know their sibling will remember Liliana. But after that, like the you know, she's going to disappear because she's not on record in, in yeah. the ancestry dot com or anything like that. And that's, that's awful. I mean, they should they, yeah. they, your babies. Are, you know, Nina's baby, uh, babies, Caroline's baby, them. Davis, yeah. uh, you're, all your babies, and yours as well, Mary, they're, they're all, you know, equal. We're all equal. I mean, as well as my three children who are now in their 20s, they're, you know, they're, they all should be recognised by the state. Yeah, and they're part of our families. And like I think about Liliana probably more than, I, I'm going to be more of this now, but more than the others. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a row when you get off the phone, <laughs> well, eh? yeah, you know that, I don't you? Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean you think of Liliana more than us? Know. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I think about where she'd be, what she'd be doing. And yeah, of course. And the late I had her when I was 45, thinking, God, what kind of a mother would I have been now in my dotage? And she is uh, a mad 14-year-old. But uh, so that we would say, give parents a chance and, you know, don't dismiss the fact that these kids are so alive to us. Um, that's one thing. The second thing then would be to support our campaigns because we are, you know kind of um, a forgotten charity really in some ways because okay. we're not relevant to people Okay well I want I want people to do that anyway I'm going to put a link on my Twitter account and on my Facebook account as well so if you go to the Niall Boylan show Facebook or Twitter account Helena will put a link up there but it is phalicon.ie now that's an Irish yeah. word so you got yeah. what does phalicon mean by the way? Butterflies and it's the Irish for butterflies obviously and oh, right, okay. in, in Irish mythology the little white butterfly is the soul of children coming to say hello and that we're okay Ah, so, okay Well, Felicon is spelled F-E Father well you don't have to put the father in for googling it F-E-I-L-E-A-C-A-I-N so that's F-E-I-L-E-A-C-A-I-N and it's Felicon.ie now you yeah. can go on there and there's a, there's a kind of yellow donate button so donate now and you can donate and I urge people listening I demand actually people listening that you go to that website and click that button and give them a few quid if it's a fiver 
or if it's a thousand euro, should that be great? Um, if whatever it happens to be, go on the site and just give them a few quid. And we will follow up on this as well because I do want to follow up on other parts. But but listen, I really appreciate all you coming on the air. You've been uh, Nina, Caroline, David, and yourself, Mary. You've been so brave talking about it, and it's so wonderful. I think everybody has got a new idea of what it is, you know, for, for a child to be stillborn and how the parents appreciate that birth. I mean, I, I don't think maybe we didn't have a, a good understanding of it before. And somebody, by, by the way, texted in earlier on. She says, uh, Niall, I'm 18 weeks pregnant. and I'm in floods of tears today listening to the show. My heart is broken and my baby is very much a little person already to me. Yeah. And it would be devastating mm-hmm. to lose him, stroke her. And they definitely deserve a birth certificate. Um, is anybody, any of you want to say anything? I've put 60 seconds left. Does anybody want to say anything just before I... Just say, sorry, um, just in terms of we say stillborn. So if you put stillborn is the words are together. But if you separate them, stillborn, but they're still born. Absolutely. Absolutely and that's stillborn. that's what we say. Yeah. That's, yeah, so that's why we're it's fighting that, for what yeah. we're fighting for. And they're forever parts of our families. Like, they're never forgotten. Because people never. out there that had their babies uh, who died years ago, they're still huge parts of the family, whether they're visible to the outsiders or not. Yeah, somebody just texted and said all human life should be recognised. Absolutely. Sorry, David, did you want to say something there? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, we we had a ceremony for Killian where we had friends and family and some people were wondering, you know, is it is it a quiet thing and, you know, just, just friends and family. And I said, no, like anybody who wants to go. Um, so we had him on the family plot and we were looking at getting the the gravestone engraved. Yeah. And um, it was my partner's mother suggesting to write down... Um, Killian and the date of birth and just say born sleeping. Oh, that's, a, that's a nice that's a nice way of wording it, isn't it? It really yeah. is. It's a beautiful way of wording it. Well, listen, David, thank you very much and yeah. I wish you and your thanks. partner luck. Thanks, Mike. All right. And also uh, Nina Caroline and also Mary Cregan, who is the chairperson of Felicon. Go to the Felicon website. Thank you, ladies. And thank, thank you, please. Thank you. Thank, thank you, David, you as well. All right. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again, by the way. We'll talk to you during the week at some point, I'm sure, um, because we need to follow this up. We need to follow two things up. First of all, raising money for them for Felicon. So it's felicon.ie, F-E-I-L-E-A-C-A-I-N. All right. I put a link to it on my Twitter account, on my Facebook page. They do all this because they care. And they just want to provide these parents with support, memories, teddy bears, all that kind of thing, and to help them little footprints and, you know, little imprint plants or imprints of their feet and hands so they remember their babies forever. Um, so all you've got to do is help them, okay? So just go to the website and donate. There's a link on my Facebook page and my Twitter account. And also as well, we need to follow up why these babies are not being recognised by the state, and they absolutely should be. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.